South Waves Theatre. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the South Waves Theatre Podcast. My name is Jamie Dyer and hopefully you can join me for the next 15 minutes as we chat theatre. A little bit of a deviation from the um, the format because we haven't got an interview this week but we do have a special guest. This week's special guest is um, an actress who you may know from the South Waves audio series The Hudson. She will be joining in just a moment, but here is a little preview of her in action. We'll see about that. After 200 yards, join the motorway. See? Listen, she's telling us exactly what I would have said if I were reading the map for you. Hmm. Go on, join the motorway, she said. I can hear that. Oh, well done, love. Excuse me? She's supposed to let you filter in. They've changed the law. They're supposed to let you in. Stupid woman. Calm down, Helen. Oi! Don't you beep your horn at me. Look, I'm supposed to be the one who gets road rage. I am driving, you know. But what an idiot. Calm down, love. Really, it's fine. Jane Grandall and a rather familiar sounding fellow in the series The Hudsons, which is also available from South Waves audio jane grandall joins me now um hello to you uh we wanted to talk today really about theater and local theater in particular but uh we've we've experienced um all the because di- i we work with all the different theaters in the local area and we just wanted to kind of talk about our experience with it and maybe a little pick about what's coming up with it as well so We'll start with the Chichester Festival Theatre. I mean, you've you've been there a few times, is that right? That's right, not too many, but it is a lovely, a lovely theatre, and I have got a particular favourite performance that I always think of as sort of my top, top production that I've seen there. Yeah. Um, I suppose it was. Oh, I can't remember. A few years ago now, um, probably somewhere around five, and I saw a production of. Good night, Mr. Tom. Yes, and it was, it was just amazing. I believe they had um, obviously there. There was quite a cast of children in it, and so it was different children on each performance to sort of spread it out and make it fair for them. Yeah. Um, but so obviously each performance wouldn't be the same. But I think it was just there was so much sort of heart in it, and when I saw it, it was just wonderful. Uh, they they had obviously there's a dog character in it and I think something that's become quite popular lately is the use of puppets in shows but I don't think it was seen quite as much then and there was a real it was the dog was a character you know they managed to bring that to the stage with the use of a puppet and a wonderful puppeteer and that was excellent it brought some real kind of real depth and heart to it and also the use of some quite innovative um, methods in the scenery changes that really captured the world. It was just brilliant. My absolute favourite thing I've seen there, I think. Yeah, I, I've been to a few performances there and, and been and looked around it as well. And the theatre itself is a magnificent piece of engineering, really, because it's got that kind of... Uh, 
you're surrounded by the performance. I can always imagine um, a few years ago, about, oh, must be nearly 20 years ago now, I went to see a performance of the Blues Brothers at, uh, at Chichester Festival Theatre, and you're surrounded by it. And I remember outside there was a poster for Ken Dodd, God rest his soul, that, that was out there um, advertising his yearly Christmas show. Um, I don't know whether he did it in later years, but certainly then he was coming to Chai that year. And you can just imagine a comedian, you're surrounded by your audience in a way that you aren't really in other theatres. So I always wonder what it must be like to see a, um, a comedian in that space. It must be so immersive. It must be so weird for them. Now, the, you say you, you went to see that. Uh, we will move on um, because, you know, we could technically talk about the Festival Theatre um infinitum really uh but let's let's move on to the regis center in bogner regis or alexander theater as it's sometimes known i went to see um a great new musical there from the um university of chichester musical theater people you know the the musical theater production and i went to see a new musical called um notre dame which was fantastic uh not based on anything disney based on the original story and it was such a great production and i really hope that ed and the others really do get that um going in the future have you been to see anything at the regis I haven't actually, but it's funny you should mention the uh, university students and their productions there because I have seen that there's going to be a Cole Porter season at the Alexandra Theatre and that's presented by the University of Chichester. At least two of the productions are Kiss Me Kate and I think Anything Goes and I'm really intrigued by that. I've heard brilliant things about them and I'd really like to go if I can manage that. Well, I, I don't know what it is about. The, it's the university. You would not imagine they were students. I've been to see two or three different productions there over a number of years, and they've just got better and better. And it's wonderful that they choose um, that theatre, sort of on seaside Sunny Bogner, to, to premiere these things and to do these things. So we'll certainly keep an eye out for you say anything goes and kiss me Kate. That's right. I think so. Yeah, so we'll move on to um, the Horth in Crawley. Now, again, you've not been to this one. I haven't. No. This is fairly. This is a fairly new theatre. It opened its doors thirty years ago in in nineteen eighty eight. It's a fairly new theatre, but they have so many different productions. Um, I went to see recently the Some Mothers Do Have Them. Um, with Joe Pasquale and, and a host of other names from TV and entertainment. And I, I can tell you the the atmosphere there is, as you would expect, you would not think it was a newer theatre. It's got that kind of old-fashioned charm about it. The moment you saw the curtain there, you're kind of taken back, you know, to kind of the traditional theatre. So it's a wonderful thing. So we'll move on to the next theatre, the, um, the Capitol in Horsham, which... Again, you've not been to. No, sadly. No. Um, this is this is a theme. I hadn't been until about five years ago, and I went to see a tribute band there, uh, which was great. They were called Crocane, and it was, again, the, the theatre is just down the road. It really inter inter interests me. Um, it really interests me how theatres like sometimes they're miles away from the station and then other times they're just down the road and with Horsham you literally come out of the station and cross the road go under a tunnel and it's there 
It's it's right there. Whereas certainly um, with Crawley and places like that, I've had problems getting there because I've not known the area. You have to kind of follow maps. So it's really, um, it's a really get-at-able theatre and they have a lot of different things. And that's what I like about um, theatre in this area is that nobody repeats anything. You look around the theatres, they're not all hosting the same thing. Um, it's, it's kind of each theatre has their own kind of niche if you know what I mean. That's right, definitely. If you look at, if you sort of have a browse on the internet for local theatres and you take a look at each of their websites, they're not doing the same thing and there's so much to choose from, so much variety and it's really exciting to see pretty much something for everyone, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, the um, you might get some crossover occasionally, but that's usually, um, in my experience, between uh, Crawley and Worthing. But then again, I suppose they're far away from each other, you know, as far away to be able to kind of distinguish, you know, it's, it's closer to their neck of the woods sort of thing. That's right, there's enough distance to sort of be providing to two different areas almost. Yeah, I mean, Worthing is an interesting one because we went to see the Proclaimers at one of their places... I can't remember which one it was because there's so many theatre, there's like so many venues in Worthing, which is why they're called Worthing Theatres as opposed to just like the Cono. That's right. Um, you know, the Cono and the Pavilion and, and all these different things. And of course, the one that's at the end of the pier as well that has more kind of bluesy stuff. Um, but have, have you been to see anything at Worthing? I have actually. That's another of my, I would say, top favourite things I've seen in the theatre at the Cono that you mentioned um, probably must be three years ago now they had a production of Romeo and Juliet and actually people asked me at the time why I went to see it and I know that sounds mad but I think it's one of those plays that because everybody pretty well knows the story don't they so it's like why would you you know there's no surprises but actually it was it was very surprising and although it's it's definitely like the traditional theatre setup, stage up front, seats facing forward, you know, um, it felt very immersive and they did come out into the audience for a couple of sort of musical interludes, um, which I believe were much more part of things in Shakespeare's day, so it was it was much more... Uh, performed in the style that it would have been at the time and that was really fascinating because I know a lot more today I think um, in probably the last 50 years or so there have been numerous um, attempts to bring Shakespeare up to date and make it more uh, more kind of approachable for people and accessible which is brilliant but actually the funny thing is it being performed as Shakespeare sort of intended really actually for me it felt more accessible that way it was more understandable it was more it, it kind of gelled and made so much more sense and it was just it felt more about the characters and his brilliant language and what was happening in the story than than kind of other things I've seen and I can imagine that with it being a stripped back performance um, because I saw um, a show very very similar to that around around that time um, I can imagine it was it was very scaled back wasn't it it was it very was scaled very much so 
it was very scaled back and you you are right about that that um sometimes we can get a bit um all pulled over with all the lights and everything whereas this was a scaled back production and you say that we know the story but a lot of times with these stories we don't know everything i mean i think there were a couple of murders in there if i remember rightly that that weren't there you know that i've never I, i've never really taken in before no that's right i have to say i found that that um Romeo and Juliet is one of those stories in particular that we all know kind of the bare bones of, you know, a couple of young lovers and all the sort of tragedy that happens in the middle with the families feuding and all of that and both of them ending up, of course, sort of meeting their end at the end of the play. But there were some twists in there that I wasn't expecting which told me that I didn't know the story as well as I sort of thought I did. Which I suppose is something to bear in mind when you see a lot of these familiar plays and you think oh well I saw the movie why do I need to see that but a lot of the time when they adapt these things the movie will bear no resemblance because there will be something in there that they've changed that just slightly alters the story which makes theatre more interesting because like some others do happen for example you get a much different feel on the stage than you do on the screen and of course because they're different actors each time giving their interpretations you're getting a different kind of feel for it they're playing the character slightly differently they're saying that line slightly differently it, it takes on a kind of a new meaning absolutely it really does and you know going back to the good night mr tom thing for example um you know we've all seen the brilliant tv film with john thor and that's you know that's a favorite definitely but seeing it on i kind of was wary of someone else playing the role and you know a different feel to it but actually although it did it differently it was amazing so you know you get something extra as you say far from taking away from what you've seen before it just adds to it yes i mean i found that with um when the festival theater have done their youth youth theater productions at christmas um which hopefully we'll try and get an interview on the the show in a future time with a cast member a director or something but those a brilliant example because they take well-known stories and it's a different interpretation and they're all children so you're amazed by several different elements of the production you're amazed by the just the production all the lights and everything and the moving floor or whatever else but you're also amazed by the characters and the story because the story to begin with has to be good for it to work but it is the performances in theater that gel it together that make it work and certainly when you go and see something like the uh, Chichester um, Youth Theatre, you're amazed at how good the actors are, um, which, which is wonderful. Um, we've actually run out of time here. We've come to the end, but thank you very much, Jane, for coming on. Hopefully you can come on again in the future. And, uh, you know, all the best with the Hudsons. Thank you. Yes, that's all right. Right, thank you very much for listening. This has been Southwaves Theatre. My name's been Jamie Dyer, and I will see you same time, same place next week.